coronavirus pandemic has created a public health crisis that is impacting nearly every aspect of our lives in unprecedented ways. In the coming weeks, the American Institutes for Research will share insights and ideas from some of our experts who can speak to specific areas that are being affected. I'm Dana Tofig, a member of the communications team at AIR. Today, we are going to talk about how people can filter through the incredible amount of information that is available on the coronavirus. We want to make sure people are getting the right information that they need and not getting overwhelmed. Our guest is Dr. Elizabeth Salisbury Afshar, who is a researcher, a board-certified physician, a public health expert, and the director of the AIR Center for Addiction Research and Effective Solutions. As a researcher and practitioner, she's been immersed in public health crises in clinical settings, at health departments, and at public agencies. Elizabeth, we have access to so much information on coronavirus. What advice do you have for people when it comes to finding reliable sources of information that are rooted in science and evidence, while avoiding the sense of panic that can come from information overload? So I think my first advice would be to try to stay calm. I realize that this is a time when it's really easy to become overwhelmed with all of the information, things that feel like they're changing minute by minute with regard to risk levels and recommendations. Also recognizing that there are so many different sources of information right now, it's really easy to start to feel like things are out of control. Um, so my first advice is stay calm and really try to focus in on the things that you can control, like hand washing, like enhanced cleaning practices, social distancing, working remotely if that's an option for you, um, etc. So really focusing where you can, focusing your energy in those spaces. The second thing I would recommend is to try to stay updated. And right now, um, you know, again, I think it's hard because you have to sort of figure out how to distill so much information coming so quickly. So I would recommend picking one or two really reliable sources. For me, I, I do um, check in on the CDC website regularly, and I would also recommend figuring out where the most information is being stored, either at your state level or if you're in a larger city, often a city health department will give updates on number of confirmed cases and any changes in recommendations based on what they're finding on the ground. So sticking to health departments, the CDC, and other reliable sources is really important. But people do get their information elsewhere. They get it from the mainstream media, they get it from social media, and there's so much out there. How can you filter out some of that noise? If you're going outside of sort of public health, traditional public health like CDC and state and city health departments, I would recommend paying close attention to who are the people writing and who are the people being interviewed. Make sure that they are epidemiologists or infectious disease specialists. And I'd really recommend staying away from message boards or other forms of social media where people are able to submit without actually saying who they are or what their training or experience is to be well positioned to be giving um, advice. Turning to your area of research, you know, even though the coronavirus outbreak is dominating people's lives, there are other health concerns, including the ongoing crisis around the use of opioids and other substances. How can we balance these two crises and make sure people get the treatment that they need? Times of, of public health emergencies, as this one is, are really stressful for everyone involved. 
Specifically for people with substance use disorders, this can be a time of added stress because people may be in a position where they're having a harder time accessing treatment. Specifically, medication treatments like methadone and buprenorphine, when people don't have access to these medications, they actually physically get very ill. And so we see during, during times like this that people might have challenges with public transportation. Maybe they can't get to their clinic to be able to get their medication. They may have concerns about going into a clinic when they aren't sick and that they could be exposed, whether it be on the way there or while they're sitting in the clinic, um, that it's, it's, it's giving them unnecessary exposure to other people who could be sick. We also know that during these times, people are going to have a lot of added pressures. So they may have kids who are out of school that they need to stay home with, um, which can sort of be a competing, uh, competing challenge um, when you're trying to make a decision between getting a medication that you really need or staying home with a child or a loved one who is ill or something like that. So I think it's, it's a challenging time for many people right now, um, and it's really important for those of us who work in substance use treatment and, and as well as social service agencies to be thinking about how do we make sure that our patients get the services, the treatments, the medications that they need without unnecessarily increasing their risk of, of exposure, especially during this time when we're all being encouraged to practice social distancing. So really thinking through how do we streamline processes for people to get what they need without increasing exposure. I want to thank Elizabeth Salisbury Afshar for sharing her expertise and insights with us. You can learn more about her work on the AIR website. Visit opioids.air.org. We'll be back soon with another expert interview. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening.